Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. So I think that the Becoming a Life Coach series is a good time to talk about What are the signs that you might be a life coach? In fact, you might be a life coach without calling yourself a coach and without getting paid for it. (laughs) Because I wish that I had known these signs a long, long time ago because I I would have been able to, I don't know, understand my purpose a little bit more, know what I felt called to, and make some money. So I want to help you know what are some signs that you might be ready be called, and be good at becoming a life coach. Number one, I would say if people seek you out for counsel and advice often, then you're probably good at helping people figure out things, overcome hindrances, get results, and maybe even it's sometimes in areas which you've already done the same thing. You've gotten results. You've had success. You've overcome hard things or you have figured things out for yourself. Sometimes you have experience and counsel that people want to pull on because they know you've already done it yourself. And sometimes they just say, hey, I got to go to go to him, go to her because, you know, they they know how to listen to me and they know how to help me figure this out. So I trust them, right? If people seek you out for counsel and advice on things, then that is a sign you might be called to be a life coach. Number two, if you want to work with people who are ready to create forward vision for their lives, being future forward thinkers, if that's in your heart to do, that's a sign you might be called to be a life coach. Number three, if you love personal development, including many of the ways that that manifests, so personal development in regards to relationships or business, different, you know, career or personal life, I'm sorry, professional life, health, fitness, family, leadership, all the things, all the different areas of somebody's life. If you like digging into personal development and have a strong interest in doing work in the area of self-improvement, then life coaching is a good way to put that interest to work for you. And that is a sign that you might be called to be a life coach. Number four, if you feel that you are often seen as a trustworthy confidant. So if people trust you enough to share deep things and believe that you're a kind-hearted person and they feel safe with you, this is a good indicator that you have a natural coaching energy. Number five is you are good at creating accountability and you're capable of asking people, have you held up your end of the deal? 
Did you do what you said you'd do? Then you might be called to be a life coach. You, you have to help clients do what's necessary to actually show up for themselves. They have to come to appointments and do their homework and be active parts of the session, along with doing what they say they're going to do in between sessions. So as a coach, you have to form accountability and be able to actually hold them to it, call them higher to it. And if you're good at that, then you might be called to be a life coach. Number six you are observant and can figure out and see what's going on between the lines and under the surface. So reading verbal and nonverbal language is really important, but also being open to what the client means rather than interpreting what they say through your lens and in your language only. So you have to be able to understand deeper versions of language than the only than just the language that you know. Does that make sense to you? You we each speak a language. We each have an, our own internal culture and our internal language, even language that applies to our family and household, even work culture. But when you have a client, they come from a completely different culture. They speak a different internal language, and you have to be able to read that. You have to be able to allow for your perspective to make room for a different perspective in order to be a great coach. So if you believe your own your perspective is the only one, you're going to actually hem yourself in and be unable to help your clients get the greatest results for themselves. You have to be willing to learn about different personalities and perspectives so you can see outside of yourself and help them better. Number seven, I'm going to tack on to number six as Number six is being observant about what is going on for your client. But number seven is you have to be self-observant as well. So if you are able to see yourself, like kind of step outside and see who you are and how you're operating and what you're doing, what your behavior looks like, how you're being interpreted, how are people experiencing you? This type of self-observance is really necessary as a coach in your growth. You have to desire to do your own work so you continually become a better guide. Number eight, if you're open-minded about how you and your client can go about things differently. So you might have experience in one area. You might even be an expert in some area, but you're not an expert in your client. They have. They might not even be an expert on themselves yet, right? <laughs> We're all in process. So you're going to need to inspire them to dig deeper and to trust that they can find the way to allow them to take imperfect action and process their mistakes and failures with you as a safe place to do so. So if you are able to be open-minded with your clients and see that your way is not the only way, that they have a process and a journey to take and be there for them no matter what the outcome is, no matter what the consequences of their actions are, you're a guide. And if you have that already kind of there, if that's already in you to see all of the different ways that something, all the different paths to get from point A to point B that there are, then you might be called to be a life coach. Number nine is you're a good listener and a good question asker. If you're good at being interested in other people 
and wanting to really hear what they say instead of, you know, wishing they'd stop talking so it's your turn, then (laughs) that's a sign you might be called to be a life coach. Because good listening and great question asking, this is key in coaching. And I don't care what kind of coach you are and what kind of coaching you do. Even if you have a solid methodology that you walk your clients through, you still have to be available to listen and ask. Because the person who matters most in a coaching relationship is the client. They are the ones that we're looking to get results for transformation, and success. And that's all defined by them, right? That's a great coach. And number 10 is you're able to tell others the hard thing in a way that's not going to necessarily, you know, break them down and wound them, but instead in a way that helps them to grow. I have had so many conversations over the years that were chock full of things nobody wanted to hear. But when they were said in a timely manner with tact and kindness and with their permission for me to speak into their lives, the conversations have always ended with their gratitude that I was willing and brave enough to say what needed to be said. And oftentimes that gratitude came through tears. So if you're able to say the hard thing with love, then you might be called to be a life coach. Number 11 If you're willing to let the client be in control of themselves, even if you have good advice on which way to go and what they should do, doesn't mean you need to give it, but if you're willing to let them actually be involved in the decision and the choices and their intention to take action, then they're going to be more capable of attaining sustainable results because it comes from them rather than you. So you have to be willing to put aside what you believe and think and feel and let them lead themselves. You have to give them the direction they need to rise up and take action, but you invite them to step out on their own journey, not necessarily walking behind you on yours. And number 12, you want to live a more wholehearted, fulfilling life for yourself. And you feel like doing these things for others is part of that vision for your own life. So if you want the freedom and flexibility that a coaching business can offer you and really feel that what you're pouring out on a daily daily basis is actually fulfilling you, then you might be called to be a life coach. And 13, you want to influence the world around you with your core message and create an impact so other people find hope and growth and transformation. So if you're interested in influencing others, you're going to find yourself more successful than anybody who's mostly interested in influencing their bank account or their status. So if you find meaning in creating an impact on your spheres of influence, that's a sign that you might be called to be a life coach. And number 14, if you believe that coaching is one of the primary ways right now in this day and age that a person can grow and better themselves, you might be called to be a life coach. So even if these things are not in you right now, but you want them, if all the things that I just said, these 14 things, if you're not actually practicing them, if it's not second nature, but you want them in your life, you can learn them. Because if you recognize that what you want 
is a major part of doing everything else that you want to do, the impact, the growth, the ability to influence other people, then you'll see that learning how to take all action in the areas I just talked about will help you get results that you're intentionally pursuing in your own life and in others. Then you're going to do what you need to do in order to get those results. It'll become a true goal. And if you want these things, if you feel called to be a life coach, then you're going to say, wow, I have to develop more skills. I have to start stepping out. I have to practice. I have to get experience doing it. I have to dig deeper. I have to learn how to observe myself. I have to learn to allow other people's perspectives to be valued and have a place in my own perspective. I have to learn to listen more. And when I do speak, I have to learn how to ask great questions and be really invested in what other people are saying rather than just my own story or what I have to share. So there's a good chance that if you're called to be a life coach, that you've been coaching people for a while without getting paid or calling it coaching like I did for a very long time, especially if people are already coming to you for guidance. If you're at work or school or church or anywhere and people ask you to help them with something, uh, maybe they even just invite you to grab coffee because there's something they wanna talk about, or maybe they just actually start, they just walk straight up to you and start telling you things that you're surprised they're sharing, then they, you might be a life coach. <laughs> so jump on the wait, lo- wait list for the uh, Called to Coach Creative Mastermind. And I'd also love for you to join the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. And the links for both of those are in the show notes. So have a great day, friends. And remember, all things are possible. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you're looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.